0: bordello scene and how it was not made for mbc but it was that scene was seen after elvis's passing because it was too at the time too sexy for tv too risque for tv
1: but let me tell you what happened on that i heard a rumor that i was going to quit the show uh if they didn't leave the bordello in and there were rumors uh spreading around Uh, It was totally untrue. Never once in my mind did I ever give any thought of leaving the show at any time, no matter what was going on. But what happened is uh, I brought the sponsors, uh, NBC executives, the whole cast in the bordello sequence. Uh, I brought them all on stage. And I said, "Look, there's a rumor that this is not going to make air and get in the show. And I want to now hear all your negatives, all your your uh, you know problems you have with the Bordello scene, and uh, we're going to fix them right here, right now on stage. The first thing that was commented is the cleavage." Uh, on the ladies' bosoms was, was uh, too exposed. So I had the costume, uh, Bill Ballou and his staff uh, come up with black netting. And right as we're all standing there, they're sewing up the girls and putting black uh, uh, netting uh, to cover up the cleavage. Uh, I say, okay, what else is, is objectionable? And they would throw out one or two comments. And I did everything and anything that they asked. And I said, okay, is there any other problem that anybody here has? Uh, And none of them said anything. And I said, so I want your word that uh, there's going to be no more discussion. The bordellos in the show. and, And all of your objections have been addressed and taken care of. And they all said yes so I forgot about it and next thing I know after I edited the master and turned it in uh, I I heard that the, the sponsors uh, objected to the Bordello scene even though these guys uh, had their own uh, kind of room off stage with booze in it and so forth. And we're having a ball while we're taping the Elvis thing. All of a sudden they, they, uh, got conservative and, uh, and we're breaking their word. And so, uh, I went to, uh, Finkel and, and Sarnoff and the rest of the executives and I, uh, I said, you know, I've already got everybody signing off. I changed everything that they wanted, that they objected to. There's nothing in this that is obscene. And, you know, it has to remain in the special. And the answer I got was, well, our, our, or NBC is now bought, uh, GE bought, bought NBC in that year. And General Electric, uh, according to the television executives, uh, insisted that they send an executive from the East Coast out and he'll make the final decision, which I objected to because I thought it was already a dead issue and it was resolved. So uh, I go downstairs to the editing room when the guy arrives and he's wearing, obviously, a brown suit and brown shoes. (laughs) And he's got another editing machine and he's watching an excerpt from the Dean Martin show and Dean and, and, uh, uh Phil Harris, who was a regular on, on, uh, uh, a lot of his shows, uh, they're doing a sketch with this six foot plus blonde bombshell in a bikini. And it's based basically on what I would call a dirty joke where you leave the punchline out. So nobody knows that it's. It, you're not saying anything that you can't say on 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 the air on television, and he's laughing his head off, and I'm saying, "Hey, our thing is a piece of cake." Because I mean, <laughs> there's nothing in art that is as uh, objectionable as as seeing a, a beautiful woman in a bikini and and uh, surrounded by two ledgers, you know, and. Uh, he comes over to our tape machine and I tell him to roll the bordello sequence. He looks at it and immediately, no, no, we can't let this in the show. This is obscene, this is terrible, etc. And they take it out of the show. Well, the irony is I edited on my own a 90-minute version uh, so I could get a lot of the improv in. Uh, and uh, I went to Singer, the sponsor, And I went to NBC, and I I said, guys, this is a 90-minute show, not a 60-minute show. In those days, a 60-minute show was about 40-some minutes of entertainment. The rest was filled with commercials and public service and what have you. And I said, we need to extend this uh, show to 90 minutes. And they turned me down. I begged. (laughs) did anything and everything I could possibly do as an individual. And I lost the battle and they took it out of the first show. Well, when Elvis passed, NBC made the decision uh, to air a three hour tribute to Elvis. They sent a gopher down to the tape machine rooms and get the master from the Elvis show. Uh, And whoever they sent had no understanding or background or memory of anything that happened in 1968. They run downstairs and they see this tape, two inch videotape, and it says, Master. So he grabs it and he runs upstairs and he gives it to people who had no clue uh, you know, of the past. And all of a sudden, uh, what airs on that night with Ann-Margaret hosting is the 90 minute special that I never gave them because they turned it down. I had no clue they even kept the copy. And uh, ever since then, you've never seen the 60 minute. You've only seen the 90 minute with the bordello in it and etc. That's right. That was just a stroke of luck.
0: Welcome back to artist on record. Here's a clip of my conversation with director of the 68 Elvis comeback special, Mr. Steve Binder. This Bindle, car, number one hot shot director. Elvis will be humoring him by doing a few of his fresh ideas. Ah, the sweater to Mr. But we are going to start with Here Comes Santa Claus. Isn't that right, Mr. Bindle? Uh, the Christmas specials come later in the show. Can you bring up to Oh, baby, I... It's funny because here you got the Colonel wanting to do this Elvis turning Elvis into Perry Como, and then you got Elvis over there. With the, the Bordello scene, it was the now was the Colonel against the Bordello, that whole footage, that whole scene? Was he like you know,
1: the truth of the matter is, I never saw the Colonel hardly ever while I was making the special. Uh, and I, I never, uh, unfortunately, while he was alive, really told Bob Finkel how much I respected him as my executive producer, especially his daughter in the special says, you know, Bob was at the prime of his career himself. At the time we did Elvis, he was also producing the Jerry Lewis series, Phyllis Dillard series for NBC. But he never, ever uh, came to me on any uh, creative level uh, and talked about the content of the show. His job from beginning to end was Keeping the Colonel out of my hair while I was working with Elvis, and they entertained each other by playing liar's poker. Uh, they played all kinds of silly games uh, that Bob intentionally <laughs> let the Colonel win. <laughs> ends up giving Bob, and this is a true story. He ends up giving Bob a case of Don Perignon uh, champagne, uh, and Bob was very impressed with it, and he thanked him. Uh, he happened to be having a dinner party at his home that week, and he pulls out a bottle of this sh- expensive champagne. The colonel had changed every bottle from cha- champagne bottle with Gatorade, and Bob, at this his important dinner seen, party it's, it's, it's with all these executives, uh, ends up, uh, you know, serving Gatorade to it to his guests. So, uh, Typical Colonel trail. That's
0: all we have time for today, kids. But in the meantime, make sure you subscribe. Hit the bell to be notified. We'll be releasing more episodes of my conversation with steve binder in the meantime you can catch reinventing elvis the 68 comeback links will be in the description down below and if you want to catch this interview right now unedited join our all access membership club right here on artist on record until then everybody it's only rock and roll and remember who loves you baby we do thanks for being here we'll catch you all later